on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, that's a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Andy and DJ. Cruise the motherfucking internet. That's what we're going to do. That's what CTI stands for, Cruise the Internet. This is where we put up current events on the screen. We speculate on what's true, on what's not true. And then uh, we talk about how we, the people, can be the solution to some of the problems going on. Uh, other times we have Q&AF. That's like what you heard yesterday. That's where you get to submit questions and we have answers. Occasionally I have guests come in and help me with those shows. Uh, you can submit your questions a couple different ways. The first way is... Guys, you can email your questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube and... In the uh, comments section on the Q&AF episodes, if you drop your question there in the comments, we'll pick some from there as well. Uh, don't forget to click subscribe when you're over there. Uh, other times we have Real Talk. Real Talk is just 5 to 20 minutes of me giving you some Real Talk. And then other times we have 75 Hard Verses. 75 Hard Verses is where people come on who have completed 75 Hard, who have changed their lives using 75 Hard, uh, and tell you how you could change your life using 75 Hard. If you didn't know, 75 Hard is the introductory phase to the Live Hard program. The entire Live Hard program is available for free at episode 208 on the audio feed. We did that show before we were on YouTube. YouTube's pretty new to us. Uh, we just started this past year uh, getting serious about it. So that episode's not up on there. So if you want that program for free, you can go to the audio feed, get it there, and fix your shit. Uh, and then occasionally we'll have full length. Full length's where someone comes, sits in, and uh, it's pretty much like every other podcast where someone sits in and we have a conversation. So we have this thing we call the fee. The fee means please share the show. Now that's extremely important, okay? Because we get censored everywhere. Everywhere that we post, this content for Real AF gets suppressed. Every single video that is posted on YouTube gets suppressed. All of them. All right? You guys don't realize that. So I have this thing that I've always had. It's called pay the fee, and it means share the show. I put a lot of money into this show. I put a lot of effort into this show to bring you guys the perspective of what I think is really going on to try to deliver value, to bring you guys up and help make a difference in this world. I don't take ads from outside sources. Uh, I don't get paid to say the things I say. I say everything in here that I believe. I keep it real. That's the point of the show. And I ask that you guys share the show. If you get value out of the show, please share the show. It's very important because the message will not get out organically unless we do that. So... Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All right. Hey. Yeah, what's up, dude? Dude, it is freezing in here. Is, that, huh? is it just me? Is it cold? Yeah, I don't think it's cold. No? Yeah. You getting sick? No, dude. I don't. I mean, I do. it doesn't help that I got these, like, hoochie daddy shorts on, but, like, it's cold. You went to cut some full, ho- full hoochie da- daddy, huh? Oh, yeah. I got a three-year-old now. I can say that. Yeah. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's going on with you, though, man? Nothing, man. Just uh, meetings this morning, uh, got a lift in and now doing the show. Yeah. And more meetings after the show. It's life. Yeah, that's what, what I signed up for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, dude, so, so you know, we talk about winning um, here on the show all the time. And that's what all of this is based off, right? Like becoming successful, right? And, and continue on that journey. Um, and I love seeing other people win. You love seeing other people win. So I thought this was interesting. I wanted to get your take on it. Um but let's check in with 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 uh with our boy Deion Sanders. Mm. He's hot right now. 
Oh yeah, Dion's always he's been always hot. been hot. Yeah, yeah, let me let me rephrase that. He's not he's never not been hot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but this headline reads: uh, Dion Sanders doesn't hide. Uh, take on college football's best coach. Let me see a mirror. So he did this interview. Um, Deion Sanders' answer to who he thinks is the best coach in college football shouldn't surprise anyone. Quote, let me see a mirror so I can look at it, Sanders said uh, during an interview on CBS 60 Minutes. So here's here's the clip, okay? And I just want to get your take, how you feel about it, right? Because I feel like there's a couple of things that people misunderestimate or misunderstand when it comes to how successful people really are. Right. And well, like what's required is the individual to, to be successful. Mm. Um, so I want to get your take on it and, and see what you think. Here's the clip. Who's the best coach in college football today? Let me see. Let me see a mirror so I can look at it. <laughs> you feel that? What? You think I'm going to sit up here and tell you somebody else? You, you think you think that's the way I operate? That somebody else got that on me? But I tell you this. I love and I adore and I respect. And every time I do a commercial with Coach Saban, it's a gift. Just sitting in his presence and hearing him and, and throwing something else out there so I could hear his viewpoint on it because he's forgotten more things than I may ever accomplish. So I'm a student looking up to this wonderful teacher saying, just, just, just throw me a crumb of what you know. Yeah, but didn't shy away from it. So I mean, Andy, what's your what's your what's your take on this? Well, he said Nick Saban. Well, he said, "Look at me, though." Come on, man. Look, bro. I'm I'm gonna be real about this. Okay, first of all, ninety nine percent of the people out here don't know what it takes to win. They have no idea what it takes to win because they've never won. All right, and I'm gonna say this before I say what I'm about to say about Dion. Just because he's won at things in the past or been great at things in the past doesn't mean he's going to great be a great coach, mm-hmm. all right? Winning is earned every single day. Winning is something that you must do every single day in order to win in the long term. And what you do today will manifest itself in the next 30, 60, 90 days, the next six months, the next year. These things are going to eventually show up in your life, whether that's you invested everything you could to become a winner today or whether you fucked off today, eventually that's what's going to happen. Whatever you did today will manifest itself as your life down the road. That's reality. So he has a lot of work to do, okay? He's just beginning his coaching career. However, I believe he's an amazing coach and I like him a lot. And I'm really tired of seeing people hate on this dude because he has some boldness and some swagger and some confidence about himself. Think about where we are in society to where when someone says that they believe in themselves, it's looked at as, yeah, it's looked at as arrogant or not humble or not. Let me tell you guys something. You're not going to get anywhere without belief in yourself. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to be just like everybody else. And all these people that are fucking hating on this dude, you guys should look in the mirror and you guys should take notes. And instead of hating, you should ask yourself, why is he like this? And then consider the fact that you being like this, if you just had one-tenth of the confidence or one-tenth of the boldness that this man has put out over the course of his life, your life would not only be more productive, it would be a lot more fun, 
All right, but we have all these naysayers and all these people who hate on this dude because they don't have any swag inside them. They don't have any confidence. And this is just ref- this is totally reflective of what all of you guys are going to deal with when you set out to do whatever it is that you want to do. You're going to have everybody else, which is 99% of people, look at you and and judge you. And they're going to say, "Oh, who do you think you are?" Oh, you're full of, you know, you're full of yourself. You better remember where you came from. And the reason that it's like this is because 99% of these people have never done anything and they're never going to do anything. So you have to ignore them if you want to become relevant. And Dion's great at this. Yeah. Like he sets a great example for this. He sets a great example for what it looks like to believe in yourself, to have confidence, to have fun doing it, to have swagger. And this is a big deal. This is a big deal that people need to see because the worst thing in culture right now is this attitude of be humble, be little, be less than you are, don't step out of line, don't believe in yourself, otherwise you're arrogant, otherwise you're not humble, otherwise you're this and this and this and this and this. And you know what else you're going to be with that? You're going to be broke, okay? Because there's not a regular person out here that just acts regular out there making it happen. It doesn't happen. Go talk, okay, we brought up Nick Saban. Nick Saban's got more swag than you guys know. You guys don't get it. How do you think he commands the respect from his whole team? Like, dude, leaders have this, and he just is open about it, and people don't like it. Nobody talks. Yeah, exactly. They just don't talk yeah. about it. Dude, like, I think, I think he's, it's awesome what he's doing, man. Like, he took a program last just last year. They they only won one game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. he's already, like, you know, he, he's on the – and, like, listen, like, you know, people can kind of criticize, criticize, you know, certain decisions he made – I think what he's doing is just fucking awesome. I I love to see it. And, like, he's shaking up this, like, you know, the the old school mentality of, like, you know, approach to, to coaching. And, you know, did you see that he brought out Lil Wayne for, for yeah. the opening? Like, dude, that's fucking yeah. badass. Listen, man, there's no nobility in playing small yeah. at all in your life. The reason you're playing small right now is because the people that you've grown up with, the people that you know, have made little comments to you over the course of your life, which have made you play small. And because you've known these people your whole life and because you're a good person and because you actually value the opinions of the people that you grew up with, you are deciding to throw your entire life all of your dreams, everything that you ever wanted to be to the wayside for the opinions of people who are legitimately irrelevant in the big scheme of things. This is a big problem in society. And Dion understands this and leads in a way that shows people and gives them permission to actually stand up and be who they want to be. I love what he does. I think he's amazing. I think he's an amazing example. I think he's going to learn lessons. He's going to take knocks because this is new to him. But I think he's going to end up being one of the best coaches out there. I think he's going to end up being a, a person who consistently wins because he has the winning magic. And if he can figure out how to have the winning magic that he's always had as a person and move that down into the culture of his team, there's there's zero chance they're going to lose. Now, yes, they're going to lose games. But I'm saying over the course of his coaching career, he will end up being one of the greatest coaches of all time. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting to see. I just I just wanted to get your take on that, man. Yeah, he, I love he it. He's been getting a lot of heat. Bro, I've been seeing all these people fucking criticize him on the internet, bro. And it really, honestly, it's a bunch of losers. Yeah. It's a bunch of people with no swag, no confidence, who are meek, quiet, humble little people who don't say shit, who are criticizing this dude. And it's like, bro, if you just had one-tenth of what this dude had, do you know how much more successful you'd be? 
Like if you had the courage to step out and be who it is you really want to be in front of the world, do you know how much more successful you would be, how much more fun you would have, how much more gratifying and fulfilling your life would be, how much more impactful your life would be? People don't understand this because they're so afraid to step out of line that they never get out of line and experience it. But I'm telling you, it's true. And ask me how I know. Okay, I open the internet on any given day, 50% of the people think I'm shit. The other 50% seem to like me a whole lot. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because I, I come on here and I do what I do and I do it the way I do it. And I've always been that way. Yeah. And and I see, a, we're different, obviously, but I see a lot of what I believe in this man. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of him, dude. I, I love what he's doing. I was a fan of him. See, I grew up watching him play. I was a fan of him when he played. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of these kids nowadays, they're this is their first taste of Dion. So they think he's just now. Yeah. yeah like, no. dude, if you think that Dion is flashy now. Holy shit. Oh, dude, you don't even understand. He was like, this guy was the original, like, manifester maker of swag in sports. Didn't he start it, the chains, like, wearing chains? Bro, he's the, the first guy that wore, like, long earring. And, yeah. like, like, dude, the guy, the, dude, he, he. This ain't new. He's a fucking legend. Yeah. Period. <laughs> People don't understand, dude. Like, they don't understand how yeah. how legendary this man is. And what I really like about him is the example that he preaches and sets for his young men. You know what I'm saying? Like, listen to his speeches. Listen to what he's teaching. Listen to the message that he's given. Yeah, he's he's got a little flash to him, and you don't like it because you don't have any. This dude's, like, taking young men and teaching them how to have fun and have swag and win and also be a good person. Why do you not like that? Why does that bother you so bad? That should be something that you ask yourself. There's nothing to not like about what he's doing, in my opinion. No, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. And they got some, they got a, like, I mean, listen, the 3-0 right now. They got yeah. some big games coming up, but, you know. Yeah, well, we'll you know, I can tell you this. You know, they, they're going to, the only problem I see with them is that they need to work on their discipline a little bit. Mm. All right? But, they continue to win. They continue to go. They continue to show up and play hard and practice hard. They're going to do real well. Yeah. Yeah, well, we shall, we shall see yeah. Dion keep uh It reminds me of a more disciplined uh, Miami Hurricanes team from, like, the 80s mm, when Jimmy Johnson was in. Powerhouse, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. These, these teams are fun to watch, bro. That's what, no, that's nobody what likes watching yeah. boring shit. Like, you guys, it, this, this, and this whole conversation translates into, like, some of your guys, like you guys are out here trying to make a name for yourself with content and you're being like this boring little nerd, right? And like, you're like, you're not going to be able to do it. You're going to have to become something that people notice. And this man is highly noticeable. It, it, dude, I get, I get, I get annoyed that people hate on him. Hmm. Like it annoys me. Like there's nothing to hate on him, bro. Anybody hating on this dude is just showing their own insecurities. That's my opinion. 100%. Man. I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest coach ever. I'm not saying he's going to be a better coach than Nick Saban. I'm saying I like what he's doing. I think it's important what he's doing. And I think people should celebrate what he's doing instead of like throwing shade on this dude because, you know, you don't like his chains. You're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's real, man. Guys, tell us what you guys think. You guys, uh, Team Team Sanders, let us know. Uh, drop down in the comments, but uh, it is CTI, so let's get to it. Guys, remember, if you want to see any of these uh, pictures, articles, links, videos, go to andyfacella.com. You can find them linked there. You can also check down, if you're watching on YouTube, in the description below uh, and find them linked there as well. So with that being said, headline number one, headline number one reads, actor Russell Brand accused of rape and sexual assault. I refute these criminal allegations. This is this is an interesting one. 
Okay, this is a very, very interesting story, and I, my hope is sharing this headline that we can actually, you know, give the folks a holistic ten thousand foot view, totality of circumstances surrounding this. Because I actually really, really like Russell Brand, both as like an actor, comedian, but also just as a person, right? And the things that he's been talking about here recently in the last, you know, four years, I like him, I like him a lot. Just because you like him over the last four years doesn't mean that this didn't happen, though. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. But but I think and then he that's something that he talks about. Let, let's just let's get into let, it. Like, let's be okay. Let's be real. Yeah. I like him a lot too, mm-hmm. a lot. But before I liked him, I didn't like him. Mm. And he he was a he was he was always drugged up. He was kind of a deviant. Like the way he handled himself was like kind of like this burnout dude. And it never appealed to me. Yeah. And and uh, I, can see that. I, I never really found him to be funny. Um, but since he's taken this turn, I do enjoy his content. I think he speaks a lot of truth. He's highly intelligent. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I've 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 learned to really appreciate what he does. Yeah. Um. So, but this is not about like or dislike. Oh, one hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. I mean, I, I think it's I, I, well. To your point too, he's he's been completely open and honest. He didn't like himself during those times. Well, you know and I think, I think that's called being a human. Bro. It's, it's growth. There's 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 plenty of periods in my life where I look back and I'm cringe about like the person I was. Yeah. Like that's called growing as a human. And unfortunately, we live in a society where you know when you grow as a human being and you become a better version of yourself. People don't let go the past version of yourself because of the internet. Mm. You know, back before the internet, bro, like if you just changed and became a better person, people didn't throw your old self in your face your whole life. Yeah. Now they weaponize it every single time. And anytime right? we need it, we can pull it right back up. Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that, that, I'm not a big real. fan of judging people on the shit they did 10, 15 years ago or no. five years ago. Like that, like I'm a completely different person than I was even five years ago, dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and everybody should be if they're trying. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's real. And like, I mean, we I got his uh, his counter video that he did. Yeah, I I now I say all of that because I haven't looked into this or sure. really heard anything about it. So oh, I heard a little bit about it. So let's hear yeah, the details. Let's, let's dive into it because I got yeah. I got his response video and everything. So let's dive into this. So uh, Russell Brand, um, this guy, everybody knows him. Um, Russell Brand. Uh, has been accused of rape and sexual assault by multiple women in a joint investigation from the publicly owned Channel 4 News Network and the Sunday Times in Britain. Uh, The British comedian vehemently denied any wrongdoing and preempted the publication of the allegations, posting a video on Friday evening uh, in which he said that although he has lived a promiscuous life, all of his sexual interactions were consensual. Uh, Brand went on to suggest that the publications... Uh, of the allegations stemming from between 2006 and tw- uh, 2013 may have been politically motivated, asserting that there is a, quote, serious and concerted agenda to control uh, independent media personalities in order to silence voices critical of mainstream liberal narratives. Um, the investigation in which uh, was published on Saturday by the Sunday Times claimed that four women have come forward with complaints of rape, sexual assault, as well as controlling and abusive behavior from when he served as a presenter on BBC Radio 2 and the left-leaning publicly-owned Channel 4, and then later during his time as an actor in Hollywood. So one woman told news outlets that she had been raped by Brand in his then Los Angeles home and that she had sought treatment at a rape crisis center later that day. 
The paper claimed to have seen text messages from the hours after the alleged incident in which she relayed to the actor that she felt um, that she had been taken advantage of. Uh, and in writing, quote, when a girl says no, it means no, to which Brand is said to have replied that he was, quote unquote, very sorry. A second woman claimed that uh, he had sexually assaulted her when she was 16 years old. Uh, she claimed that during a relationship that lasted three months, he had referred to her as, quote, the child, end quote, uh, and had once choked her as he, quote, forced his penis down her throat, prompting her to punch him in the stomach to stop him. Um, there was a couple of other allegations. Um, let's see his response video, okay, and then we'll, we'll weigh the, uh, the opinion of the public. Uh, here is his uh, response video. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Now, this isn't the usual type of video we make on this channel where we critique, attack, and undermine the news in all its corruption, because in this story, I am the news. I've received two extremely disturbing letters, or a letter and an email, one from a mainstream media TV company, one from a newspaper listing a litany of extremely egregious and aggressive attacks, as well as some pretty stupid stuff, like uh, my community festival should be stopped, that I shouldn't be able to attack mainstream media narratives on this channel. But amidst this litany of astonishing, rather baroque attacks are some very serious allegations that I absolutely refute. These allegations pertain to the time when I was working in the mainstream, when I was in the newspapers all the time, when I was in the movies. And as I've written about extensively in my books, I was very, very promiscuous. Now, during that time of promiscuity, the relationships I had were absolutely always consensual. I was always transparent about that then, almost too transparent. And I'm being transparent about it now as well. And to see that transparency metastasized into something criminal that I absolutely deny makes me question is there another agenda at play? Particularly when we've seen coordinated media attacks before, like with Joe Rogan, when he dared to take a medicine that the mainstream media didn't approve of. And we saw a spate of headlines from media outlets across the world using the same language. I'm aware that you guys have been saying in the comments for a while, watch out, Russell, they're coming for you. You're getting too close to the truth. Russell Brand did not kill himself. I know that a year ago, there was a spate of articles. Russell Brand's a conspiracy theorist. Russell Brand's right wing. I'm aware of news media making phone calls, sending letters to people I know for ages and ages. It's been clear to me, or at least it feels to me, like there's a serious and concerted agenda to control these kind of spaces and these kind of voices. And I mean my voice along with your voice. I don't mind them using my books and my stand-up to talk about my promiscuous consensual conduct in the past. What I seriously refute are these very, very serious criminal allegations. Also, it's worth mentioning that there are witnesses whose evidence directly contradicts the narratives that these two mainstream media outlets are trying to construct, apparently in what seems to me to be a coordinated attack. Now, I don't want to get into this any further because of the serious nature of the allegations, but I feel like I'm being attacked and plainly they are working very closely together. We are obviously going to look into this matter because it's very, very serious. In the meantime, I want you to stay close, stay awake, but more important than any of that, if you can, please stay free. So that was his response video. And since then, uh, his agents dropped him. Um, his talent agency that he was under, they dropped him. No way. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very quickly. Um, and like I said, I mean, it's all over MSM. So, I mean, listen, 
I need to see evidence. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, and by evidence, like, okay, I want the text message. I, I want whatever truth evidence that they're saying they have, I want to see it. Because I think too often people uh, tend to jump on these bandwagons and then, you know, days later or weeks later, the truth comes out and it's like, oh, well, he he didn't do that, right? And, like, we, get, we sell ourselves and we tie ourselves so vehemently and we're willing to just throw people under the bus without seeing any actual truth or, to me, he's innocent until proven guilty. Well, look, man, I mean, the fact that these two stories come about at the exact same time from the actual media, it's definitely coordinated. Yeah. I mean, that's what it what it looks like. I mean, it's not it's like he's being polite. He's saying, oh, that's I feel attacked. No, dude, you're clearly being attacked. Here's a guy that goes on his YouTube every single day and talks about the bullshit, just like we talk about the bullshit. And we know how they attack us. They attack us with other things. They attack my company. They attack 75 hard. They attack me as a person. Not with this level of shit yet, but I'm sure, you know, that's probably not off the table. And they're going to come around and they're going to go and they go dig and they find all these people from the past who may disagree with what you're doing or maybe they're just bitter or maybe they're just jealous or whatever. And they say this shit. And this has been happening, you know, this this Me Too culture where men can be just accused of some sort of sexual misconduct and be held accountable with no proof and no uh you know trial no no actual real evidence whatsoever other than someone's accusation is absurd and it's been happening for years and years and years and it ruins people's lives and men you know men get their lives ruined every single day by false allocations of sexual misconduct and you know people get mad when you say that well some of them are true some of them may be true but they don't have to be true and that's the culture that we live in we live in a culture where men can be accused of things and be found to be guilty and to your point where you said oh it comes out a few days from now it could come out three years from now that he actually didn't do this but by then his shit is all ruined and they know that and this is this happens not just to to people like Russell Brand, but this happens to actual just regular men on a daily basis. A relationship went bad, uh, a bad breakup, some sort of, you know, bitter feelings. Oh, all of a sudden there's these accusations. And then all of a sudden the man is fired from his job. He's dropped from his contracts. He's, you know, uh, you know, ostracized by his peers and by society as some sort of sexual predator. When in reality, dude, they just broke up and it didn't go the way someone wanted, right? And then no one ever talks about what these women do during these relationships. Like, no one ever talks about them getting shit face wasted and beating the fuck out of the men. No one ever talks about them, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit. Like, we live in a double standard society for, for where men are literally at the mercy of accusations. And this is why it's my opinion that... If a man is accused of rape and he is found to be not guilty of rape, the accuser should have to serve the sentence of the actual rape. That's yeah. what should happen. That was the only way to stop this. It's the only way to stop and correct the culture because it's too easy for women to accuse and men not to be able to do anything about it. A woman can ruin a man's life on an accusation and that is not okay. That's not okay for Without me, it's not okay for him, and it's not okay for anybody. No. And until we have accountability for the false accusations that are made, the false accusations will continue, especially against people that are wealthy and famous and have a political opinion. So my opinion is the whole rule needs to change. And by the way, I believe that most people see this as bullshit. Mm -hmm. 
I believe that most people are looking at this and be like, yeah, this is bullshit. This is a political attack. What? Well, I'm saying, you know, what's funny is like some of the uh, the libs have like jumped in there. It's like, what better way to protect yourself than build a brainwashed network of like minded people to support you when these allegations come out? Like they're trying to like, yeah, use- look in the mirror. <laughs> look in the mirror. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? So you think this dude, like, four years ago, just like, oh, okay, he's one, dude, the guy's famous. <laughs> he's rich. He's yeah. popular. Girls are going to want to fuck him. Like, that's reality, okay? And all it takes is one girl saying, oh, he was a rapist mm-hmm. because she didn't give him, or he didn't give her the relationship she wanted or the money or whatever didn't no. buy her the car or didn't show her the love or didn't make her the position of the rank on the team you know because these dudes all got a team right they got their top five I that's reality <laughs> like you know and dude the, these like these women go crazy and they make up shit and that's what happens and I, it's wrong and it, I, I personally believe that the, if i was president of the united states today i would make the law that if you accuse someone of rape and they are found to not have done it and there is no evidence of them doing it and you uh, that you will have to serve the sentence of that accusation. Well, dude, I think on a deeper level, too, what women have to understand is that, like, you know, we're getting ourselves into a very dangerous thing. This is no different than what they do with racism, right? Like, they cry racism. Correct. All this does is make, it's going to make real cases and it, real instances of rape mean nothing. No, and DJ. Nobody's going to take them seriously. That's already happened. Yeah. That's already happened. Like w- my first, my first gut reaction to this, even though I said that doesn't mean it's not true. Mm-hmm. My first gut reaction when I heard of it was, "This is an attack. Yeah, this is bullshit. Yeah, because there's been so much of this that you can't identify when the actual rapes really occur anymore. Yeah. And that was the danger of feminism and the Me Too movement. We've accused men." Like, and now women are complaining that no men will approach them. No shit. I wonder why. (laughs) Yeah. Men are not going to approach women anymore because you guys have villainized men in all possible ways. Like, dude, they're- Now half of them have cut their dicks off and the other half don't want to talk to (laughs) you. I saw a poll not too long ago that showed like 40% of women considered a man approaching her as assault. Like some crazy stat. Like, dude- so we've taken these terms and we've made like, like just because someone had sex with you and you didn't like how the outcome went, right? For whatever reason, that's not rape. Mm-hmm. Rape is like forcibly like forcing your fucking penis into the vagina. And a lot of times beating the shit out of the, like when, when I think of rape, that's what I think of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like famous, the definitions yeah. uh, have been so watered down now and the culture has been like the the acceptance and culture of those things being true has been so widened that you cannot identify when someone is actually a victim. And that's to your point, very unfortunate yeah. for women who actually are victims of rape yeah. and vic- and actual victims of rape should be the ones standing up and saying the stuff I'm saying. Saying, dude, this has gotten out of control. There's way too much accusation. And until we stop accusing falsely, the real ones will never be identified. And and still to my point, do you want to know how you how you find out who the real ones are? You make the you make the law the way it is. Like, dude. Like it, if they knew that that was going to be a consequence, yes, it, they wouldn't fucking do correct. it. Correct. Yep. There would not be false accusations. No. There would only be real ones. And on top of that, that's how the law should be on every lawsuit. Like every lawsuit, if you sue someone for something, 
and it, they found out that they're not guilty of it, whatever you're requesting as damages, you should have to pay them. Yeah. If we fix the legal system to that, dude, it would cut out 90% of the BS. But the reason that the legal system doesn't get fixed like that is because the people who make the laws are actually the lawyers and they don't want to cut off their own income stream. So it's common sense, yeah. but they won't do it because it cuts money out of their pocket. No, yeah, man. Now, look, dude, I want to say this too, like real talk. Like, yeah, there's cases where men are out of control and beat the fuck out of women. And like, dude, those men should be put in the wood chipper. Yeah. Real talk. Yeah. Like if you rape a woman, this is why I'm for hard accountability for crime. If you get caught raping a woman like an actual reality, bro, that should be a death sentence. Like we, that's that's that is terrible shit. So I, I want to be real clear. I'm not I'm not trying to undermine the severity of this, but let's be real. We shouldn't believe all of anybody yeah. for anything. We should look at it case by case, and the punishment should be harsh for the conditions that are actually true. That's my take on it. Yeah, but like, I mean, but and to your point though, Andy, like, like this is a picture of a dude that actually committed a rape. There you go. There you go. When I saw this picture, bro. That guy's it, guilty. It sent fucking that guy should down my. Spine. That guy should go into the fucking wood chipper. There should be, there should be like the a, a, a trial. And then the wood chipper the next day. Yeah. And if we started dealing with these actual cases like this, that shit would stop. Yeah. This guy's going to go to jail. He's going to live out. Well, his... here's the good thing. Typically, these people get killed in jail. Well, look, this guy's going to go to jail up. and he's going to live out his hard fucking jail fantasy, you know, and like, look at him in his picture. He thinks he's some kind of hard ass. Like, bro, these people should be eliminated from society. I'm sorry. No. Like, they have no role. There's And so, like, I want to be real clear. I'm not undermining legitimate accusations, but there's people have weaponized accusations, whether it be racism, whether it be feminism, whether it be Me Too, whether it be anything, to the point where we no longer know what's actually true and what's not true. And there has to be a correction in the law in order for us to figure out what's actually going on anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah, and the damage from the allegation is typically 10 times worse than- Especially for a man. Yeah. That's real shit. No, it's a valid point, bro. It's real shit. Wait, wait, hold on, bro. Let's let's look at this real quick. Okay, let's look at the double standard. A, a grown man, had a grown man high school teacher, mm -hmm. has sex with a fifteen year old girl. The internet explodes. Mm -hmm. Kill this guy. Put him in jail. Hang him. All kinds of shit. Right. A thirty year old woman has sex with a fifteen year old boy. And the comments are, man, where was she when I was in school? Stud. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, bro, that's wrong. That's wrong. Women have an easy pass when it comes to this shit in life. And they get to act, they get to accuse and leverage power over any person they want with fake accusations. And the reality is, men, you have to quit bowing to them. Like when they start to threaten you or they start to like insinuate, tell them to eat shit and I'll see you in court. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> it's real shit, man. Guys, jump in on the conversation. Down in the comments, let us know what you guys think on this conversation uh, with Russell Brand. Hashtag allegations. Um, so with that being said, let's keep this cruise on the road. Uh, before we get to our second headline, though, it is time. We got to uh, cruise the motherfucking comments. Got going for you. All right. <laughs> uh, today's cruise the comment comes from our YouTube section. Uh, and this comment comes from at Trumpet for Life 524. He says, so you're the guy with the foul mouth that I hear in motivational videos. <laughs> Correct. 
Yes, that's me. That was me. Go yeah. fucking win at life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sure the fuck is. Yeah. That's me. Like, I don't know what to say to that. Like, what do you say to that? Yeah. I, why do people get, like, listen, I, I get it. And, and we've talked about this as a team. We talked about, you know, but like, what is the hang up? Like, why do people get their panties in such a bunch when it comes they to, don't. to foul language? They don't. They don't. They don't like the message as a whole mm-hmm. because it triggers something inside of them, and then they pick on that as the thing Got that they're mad it. about. So they, because they can't yeah. attack Listen, the messages. If you talk to, to people yeah. in real life, if you go to the grocery store, you go to a barbecue, you go wherever, you're going to hear grandmas using the same language I hear, mm. okay, or I, that I use. Like, that's real talk, okay? So, you know, but, I mean, so he's at, like, first of all... <laughs> Is, is that supposed to be a question or a statement? I don't know. You know? I think it's, yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that's me. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, welcome to the show. You know, like, I don't know what to say to that. I hope you fucking stay around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the fact that you're hearing me in motivational videos all over the internet for the last decade should probably be an indicator to you that people resonate with that and you're the one that isn't. Mm. So... If that's your I'm not I'm not paying people to share my stuff. They yeah. just do it. Yeah. And you know why they do it? Because it resonates. And just because it doesn't resonate with you, I don't know what to tell you, bro. But here's you, you're still here. <laughs> you're still here. So that's me. Yep. Cool. Enjoy the show. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like I don't even know what to say about this stuff. Yeah. Like, right. yes, that's me. Yep. You're the famous guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the show, the first show I had was called Motherfucking CEO. The second one's called Real As Fuck. Like, I don't shy away from whatever language I feel like using or not using. I think, too, like, I mean, people get that, like, you're being authentically you. You know what I'm saying? You, you cuss off the air, too. You yeah, know I know. What I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, I don't, listen, at this point in time in my life, you know, it is what it is. I'm either for you or I'm not. And it's no big deal either way. No. If I'm not for you, there's plenty of other guys you, that could be for you. But I must be somewhat for you or you wouldn't be in my comments talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Pinky's up. Pinky's man. up, dude. <laughs> guys, just want to say thank you also to being our uh, real-ass fans. You know what I like about our, fan, our real-ass fans? Yeah. It's because usually when people smout off like this, they get destroyed in the comments. Yeah. Like, I see that across the internet. It's fun. We, it's a decent-sized yeah. hornet's nest. Yeah, fucking get them. <laughs> like, bro, that's one of my favorite things is, like, when I look when I look through the internet videos yeah. and I see somebody, like, who's unfamiliar making some ignorant comment about me or saying some shit, and people just fucking destroy them a user has deleted their page yeah <laughs> typically yeah. The, yeah well yeah but thank you guys yeah keep sharing the show and uh keep not being hoes what am i supposed no, to say i something? always make sure that was right it was right. right yeah yeah stop don't not be a don't be a hoe share a show mm, well yeah something like that all right i think we got it backwards there bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> Headline number two. Let's keep this show moving. Headline number two. I sued my own dad. Let's get into it. Hunter Biden sues IRS alleging agency whistleblowers improperly disclosed info to Congress. So this is a big deal, apparently. Um, And everybody's hitting him on the fact that, you know, he's technically suing his father. Interesting how that goes. Like, does he get brought into discovery? Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. 
Um, so Hunter Biden launched a lawsuit against the IRS on Monday, uh, alleging IRS whistleblowers improperly disclosed information to congressional investigators about the Justice Department's tax probe into his financial affairs. So basically he's saying, listen, it's not about, you know, don't don't worry about the shit being true or not. How it got out is the problem. Like, like, come on, man. What are we doing? What are we doing? They're grasping at straws. They are reaching for any and everything. Um, so Hunter Biden's lawyers claim when IRS agents informed Congress and news organizations of the Justice Department's alleged mishandling of his tax probe into the president's son, the IRS whistleblowers allegedly disclosed the damning allegations improperly. Among the allegations, the whistleblowers alleged assistant U.S. attorney Leslie Wolf refused to allow investigators to ask about President Joe Biden being uh, the big guy. Uh, the DOJ twice prevented U- uh, United States Attorney David Weiss from bringing stronger charges against Hunter Biden. Attorney General uh, Merrick Garland refused to name a special counsel in the tax investigation, and the IRS recommended charges uh, against Hunter Biden that were not approved by Garland. Um, so there's this long sting of daddy and son, you know, just saying, fuck everybody else. We don't really care. You know, leave us alone. Right. Don't charge us with anything. Like, and like it's been it's been proven. That's part of the stuff that the whistleblowers that came came to the table with. So uh, it continues. It says, quote, this assault on Mr. Biden's rights involved the public disclosure of his confidential tax information during more than 20 nationally televised and non-congressionally sanctioned interviews and numerous public statements. The lawsuit alleges against his father's government. Uh, the disclosures included, quote, detailed allegations regarding the uh, specific tax years under investigation, the amounts of deductions, the nature of those deductions, the uh, and allegations of liability regarding specific tax years and the amount thereof that could only be known to them based on a review of the physical tax returns themselves, the lawsuit claims. So the House Ways and Means Committee in June voted to public uh, to make public the many instances of the alleged political interference to, uh, in which the DOJ thwarted, hampered, or interfered with the IRS tax investigation into Hunter Biden. In turn, IRS Commissioner Daniel Werfel confirmed in July the rights of agency whistleblowers to make protected disclosures to Congress. So these two guys who work for the IRS, they found this stuff about Hunter. They're like, oh, this is illegal. We should bring this up. They brought the stuff to the DOJ. The DOJ said, don't touch it. Right. So after this went on five separate times. Does DOJ do that for everybody? I've, I haven't. They do that for you? No. Or never, for these guys? Or all you guys listening? Not for the J06 guys. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's interesting how everybody else out here gets treated one way, but the DOJ will step in and protect these people. Mm. Like, I wonder when people are going to get fed up with this. But, dude. And so these two guys, they saw this. And these are, like, listen, like, you, like when I was watching the testimony, I think we talked about it here. Like, these aren't, like, far-right activists, like, you know. These are just regular humans. Like, Who's I, doing their job? I would call them not very non-biased, right? Yeah. And but they're seeing these things happen, and they're bringing them forward, you know, to you know as they should, and they're being turned away, and they're like, "This is wrong. This is not right." Um. So, uh, Director uh, Warfell, uh, he said, "Quote: As employees, you are the first line of defense to call out issues that raise concerns, and I want to. I want it to be clear that we will always encourage a see something, say something philosophy." He wrote. 
Hunter Biden's lawsuit against the IRS comes as his attorneys reportedly pushed the DOJ to prosecute the whistleblowers after the committee voted to approve the public disclosure of IRS whistleblower allegations. Um, and everybody's talking about it. You uh, even got, you know, left-leaning news, NBC, CNN, they're all talking about it. Um, and we also know that this is coming after the uh, Hunter Biden was just indicted on federal gun charges. So, um, Andy, what do we got on this? Well, I mean... It should infuriate people that there's a double standard, that if you if you do the same things that this man does, you're going to jail, 100%. This guy has the entire government stepping in front of him, protecting him, because his dad happens to be the president. It's absurd. No. And it's absurd that these people, the, the Biden family, continues to do all of these illegal things and get away with them. <clears throat> you know, who... Are they the king of America? Is that what we're dealing with? The royal family of Americans? Because in my opinion, the Bidens have always been a fucking joke. Okay? Joe Biden was a joke when he was a, a senator. He was a joke when he was vice president. And he's the biggest joke he's ever been now. And, like, everybody runs around protecting these people like they're somebody. When in reality, dude, these people are clowns. They're traitors to America. And they deserve, in my opinion, more than jail. Let me ask you this. Why would people protect them? Because I always see a few reasons, right? Well, I, you know, most I think the main tool that the government uses to leverage protection against certain people is blackmail. I think that I think it's my personal belief that every single phone conversation, every single conversation held within an electronic device's listening capacity is recorded and kept. And this is what Edward Snowden was trying to tell everybody. And then they painted him to be a traitor, right? In reality, our own government has been spying on us. They have all of our photos. They have all of our talks. They have all of our all of our conversations. They have all of our texts at all times. So when they need something to leverage someone, they just access the NSA data or whatever agency data is holding this they find it and they figure out a way to make it become exposed and then they use it to get what they want. And so really what we're dealing with is an entire country that is blackmailed into compliance. You know, maybe not you, maybe not me, maybe not us yet, but in reality, I think that's what they do to these people who are the decision makers in these kind of situations. And I think they have so much shit on all these people that these people are willing to comply. And that that's my opinion, you know? So, so I, I think w w the other possibility is too that they're complicit in the corruption with them, right? Like, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I think the blackmail is definitely a massive piece of the puzzle. Yeah, but I think also a lot of these people they're also getting the same checks from the same fucking places. Yeah, that's so why. Like, that's yeah. why they bring them up on gun charges as opposed to bringing them up on you know charges of of bribery, extortion, or treason, mean, sedition, yeah. you name it. Right. You know. Yeah, I just, I just thought this was interesting, man, and everybody's talking about it, and it's still weird, man. I feel like we're in a very, very weird place right now, like, specifically within the month. Uh, you're seeing a lot of weird stuff coming up. Um, this Biden stuff, it's just still, like, it's just not not making enough sense to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of the stuff that they're throwing, all the polls that they're trying to put out, how left media, they're starting to, like, you know, bag away from the Bidens just a little bit. It's dude. It's it's just a very 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 weird time. I think I saw a tweet on World Star, um, which is a mainly 
black, mainly urban Instagram account. Mm-hmm. It's a culture account that said that Joe Biden was going to make billionaires pay 25% of their tax. Mm. Okay. And it was like, it's time the billionaires pay their fair share. All billionaires should pay 25%, something like that. Yeah. And the, com- I think I sent it to you, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comments were like typically, you know, three or four years ago, they would have been like, yeah, make them pay their fair share, right? All of them were like, hold on, that, that's not how they sound. Yeah, make them pay their fair share, right? While they go out and march to the to the narrative put out by the biggest companies and the richest people in the world, thinking that they're fighting the man. Okay. Right. right. Well, anyway, I read the comments, and in the comments section, it was ninety five percent to five percent people were fed up with this shit. They're like, "That's not going to work anymore, bro." Like we all understand what you're doing. And it was it was really refreshing to see, especially from the urban black community that follows World Star primarily, to say, "Hey, we're not falling for this bullshit." Yeah. And I could notice the way that the responses and the comments were written. People are starting to feel insulted and embarrassed that they fell for this in the past. Yeah. You know, people were pointing out all kinds of things. Yeah. So so basically, uh, the cost of goods can go through the roof, and we can afford less shit. Bingo. Right. Like people are starting to connect the dots and understand the trickle down from the punishment imposed by the richest people on the world to the mid-level richest people, which they call quote unquote billionaires, which is actually just the owners of most of the businesses that make the goods that we consume on a daily basis. And people understand that those penalties will flow down to them and they will end up paying the yeah, difference there was one comment it was like you think so you you think billionaires are going to make less money that shit just rolls downhill to us like i saw a bunch of comments yeah, like that. people before. are starting to get it there was but four years ago about, nobody got that no nobody would have said that. yeah no no and there was, i saw another comment that was like uh uh it was like something like you know you guys are a joke if you think or he, he's a joke if he thinks his donors are going to go for that too you know what I'm saying? Like, so people are definitely well awake on it. I think that's a great temperature check for sure. Yeah. But the problem is, dude, is that, you know, the media is turning on this guy and everybody's starting to like kind of celebrate the media turning on this guy and nobody's asking the real questions. Why are they turning on him and what are they going to do in place of him? And what's that going to mean for us? Because just like I've been saying for years and years, in my opinion, This guy is the character that they installed into this position to make the most dramatic moves against the interests of the United States. Migration, crime in the cities, inflation, cost of goods, supply chain problems, uh, money going to Ukraine, right? Like we could go on the, the shutdown of domestic oil, the shipping of our weapons to Europe, where we actually have a shortage of ammunition and weapons here, uh, the depletion of our strategic gas reserve. We could f- go on and on and on and on about all these things this man's done. And if we had a comp a, and a leader who appeared to be competent, right, it making those decisions, there would have been a revolt. But because this guy appears to be senile, because he appears to not have a mindfulness about him and not be with it, people give him a pass saying he's old and doesn't know what he's doing. No. They know exactly what they're doing. Joe Biden might not be in on the game. Like he he probably thinks, yeah, I'm finally president. Um, this is awesome. You know, I'll do whatever they tell me. 
And he probably thinks, you know, I paid my dues, but the joke's on him because they've ruined his legacy. He's going to be remembered as literally a, a dictator of a president in a bad way. He's going to be written into the history books as a fucking tyrant forever and, and a corrupt human being. And like, dude, I don't care who you are. You don't want your legacy to be that. No. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like they've pulled a joke on him that he doesn't understand yet. And now they're turning on him. And instead of being excited, I think people should be really nervous about what comes next. You know, yeah, that's real. guys, tell us what you think comes next. Uh, let us know and jump in on this conversation. Well, they're they're gonna they're gonna put Michelle Obama in the race. Yeah. Okay, but that's that's not what I mean by what comes next. I don't mean what comes next. I mean what are they gonna do next once this other person gets in there, mm. right? Yeah. Is it gonna be a a, a fallback or a thousand percent more push forward? Yeah, I, I think I think I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it feels like they're all in on the destruction that they can cause between now. They are afraid of the election at least a little bit. Otherwise, they wouldn't be persecuting Trump the way they're persecuting him. So that tells me, from yeah, they can't just yeah. steal the election like people say. Like people say, oh, they can just steal it. They can't just steal it. There's a fudge, there's a percentage in there that they are able to fudge it their way. And they're afraid that Trump will overcome that ability to fudge their, their cheating, right? Yeah. So they're afraid of it, which is why they're persecuting him which tells me that they might be realizing at this point in time that their little reign of terror, which is what it is, and destruction is coming to an end. And they, what I see them doing is continuing to move us down the wrong way as quickly as possible because Biden's up in Alaska canceling the oil production in Alaska, right? Student loans start back up next month. Okay, that's a squeeze on both ends for the for people who are struggling right now. And there's a lot of people struggling. Uh, credit card defaults and um, uh, credit card limit reaches are at the maximum level that they've ever been in the history of the United States. All right. So we have all of these actual economic factors. And I think oh, between now and the election, they're going to try and squeeze the American public so hard and create as much destruction as they can that way if trump does get in or someone whoever gets in they have a hard time cleaning it up i think now they've said fuck it let's go all in let's destroy everything and we'll blame it on them right and they'll, they'll try to run that same play they ran on trump last time where you know they made up stuff they made up the trump russia collusion they made up the steel dossier they made this stuff up and then made our lives miserable with the constant mainstream media potstering over this guy who's not part of their play you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so i think they might be thinking their only chance is to try to run the same play again but you know it's going to depend on who what someone does who's the next person in office you know whoever's next in office has a massive amount of cleaning up to do that is not going to be palatable to a lot of people in this country. Like a lot of people are going to scream, cry and throw fits and we're going to have to ignore it. Yeah. You know, they're going to have to deal with it. Yeah. Because it's <laughs> going to be drastic. And that's just to get us back to baseline. That's Bro, all of these migrants, all of these migrants should be rounded up and put back in Mexico. Yeah. All of them. Uh, that's like, let's, let's actually get into that yeah. topic because that is our third and final headline. Uh, headline number three. Our third and final headline reads, video shows train filled with migrants heading toward U.S. southern border from Mexico. Now, this video has gone viral. There is a shit ton of it, and we got it here, of course. 
uh, for you guys to see. So uh, let's dive into this. A Ferrex Mex train out of Zacatecas, Mexico, and heading toward the U.S. southern border was packed with migrants who could be heard cheering while hanging off the sides of the cars, video shows. Uh, the train was captured on video on Sunday, despite the U.S. sending a stern message to migrants. Do not come. <laughs> well, they're going to come. <laughs> so border patrols along the southern border have been facing overwhelming numbers of illegal crossing. Here is the video of the train for those of you guys who have not seen it yet. That's a shit ton of people. It's not people. It's single men. Let's be clear. This isn't families. This isn't destitute, you know, distressed families that are oppressed, seeking shelter from their oppressive government like AOC and these people try to tell you. It's single, military-age males. And if you think about what just happened up in Pennsylvania that we covered on the last CTI, where it took, what, two weeks to find this single guy who was hiding in the woods? And then you think about 10 million of those people being here. What do you think is going to happen? People need to wake up, dude. We are under attack. We are being invaded. This is real. This is not, you know, alarmism. This is not like... It's real shit. But yes. It's real shit. Like what what is the problem here where people cannot recognize what is actually happening? Dude, most Americans are not equipped to deal with what's happening here. Oh fuck me. Like, dude, you're, you you can see it already. You're not gonna be equipped for it. No. Like you're not gonna be able to walk down the street with your wife. You're not gonna be able to take your kids to places. You're not gonna be able to do shit because these motherfuckers are gonna do what they've been doing over in Europe for the last five or six, ten years which is attacking people, taking their shit, living in their homes, squatting in their places. Like, dude, and you people, because you haven't educated yourself or understand what's actually going on, sit there and say, oh, well, these people are asylum seekers. No. They are being sent here for a reason, and the reason is not to come here and uh, play nice. What do you think these men are going to do when they come here? Oh, they're going to find a woman. And where do you think they're going to get these women from? Your fucking family, bro. People don't get it, dude. And I'm not talking about, you know, falling in love. I'm talking about what's happening in Europe. Mm -hmm. What's happening in Europe? Well, why don't you go on the Google machine and start looking up at the women who are being raped all over Europe by these migrants who have went there for the last five or six years. This is a George Soros funded invasion to destroy Western culture. That's what this is. That is not a conspiracy theory and something needs to be done or we are going to lose our country forever. We will lose our society forever. We will lose all the values and all the things that make America great forever. They will be gone forever and you will not get them back. And, and, and dude, it's so crazy because, you know, we, we've posted a few times, we've had this story come up where we talked about these single military age males coming over um, by the thousands, right? Um, and just last month, 20,000 migrants in Border Patrol custody 
Um, but that's just the ones that they've been able to catch in custody. And then they're playing this game of catch and fucking released, right? Now, while this is going on, another exclusive report that Daily Mail has dropped today. Um, and again, this is a topic we've brought up. Nobody wants to, to heed, heed the warning. Um, but look at this. Uh, this, is, uh, this headline reads, Exclusive Chinese spies could be using the southern border to get into the U.S. top Republican warrants. Um, oh, so they're listening to the shows that we made a year and a half ago. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but but th- this was a very interesting when, when are you When are you guys going to start putting us out there like the way we deserve to be put out there? Real talk. Yeah. Like I'm, we are so far ahead of every single one of these news organizations. It's ridiculous. And, and, and what, you, you guys are afraid to share the show because I'm so far ahead? At what time are we going to cross the chasm from being so far ahead to just being the guy who predicts what the fuck is actually happening? I would appreciate some support there, guys. I would appreciate the shares. I would appreciate the love. I don't have to do this. This isn't what I get paid to do. In fact, I pay money to do this. Like you this isn't my gig. Difficult I'm not. Is, I'm not yeah. sitting there running an ad at the end of all my videos saying buy my shit. I'm not taking ads. I'm not. I'm not beholden or some sort of controlled opposition to somebody who's telling me to say stuff. I'm an American regular dude trying to care about what's going on in this country. And some of you guys enjoy the content, listen to the content, and don't share it because you're afraid of what someone might say about it. Well. I don't know if you noticed, but things keep getting worse. And I don't know if you noticed this, but if you've been listening for years, you would understand that we talked about this a year and a half, two years ago. Anyway, yeah, no, it's frustrating, I, I, dude. No, I get it. It's man. frustrating to come in here and do this and take all the heat that I take for doing it, which is a lot. You know better than anybody. You run the security detail. Bro, I got to spend millions of dollars a year on security detail because I do this fucking show. Like, we're not even talking about what it costs to do the show. Like yeah. the least people could do is like stand behind me and share the shit out. It would help, man, and it's necessary. Um, but this was a very interesting take. So, so um, Mark uh, Mark Green, okay, this guy here, okay, he sits on. Uh, he's he's actually the chairman for the House Homeland Security Committee, okay. Which means he's getting intel. He's getting all the reports, right? Like he has access to all of this stuff, right? Um, he told Daily Mail in an exclusive interview uh, that there has been a quote massive increase of Chinese nationals tied to the People's Liberation Army or the PLA that have gained access to the U.S. by crossing over the border. Um, and to date, there has been over seventeen thousand Chinese nationals released into the United States just that's almost this year 18, alone. Yeah, almost eighteen thousand. Just this year alone. So that's j- not, that's, that's twenty three. That's not twenty two. That's not twenty one. Exactly. Um, Green. They oh. have an army here already. This is what people do not understand. Their army is already here. That's actually exactly what he said. I don't know if you've seen this, but that's actually exactly what he says. No, I haven't seen it, I already, but I know it. Yeah, I, it's I real mean, shit. The reason he's saying it is because we said it a year and a half ago. Yeah. So uh, Green called the stupidity of the Biden administration's border policies currently in place mind-blowing because now Chinese spies could act as saboteurs in the same manner Russian military men established residency in Ukraine before the invasion. Uh, he says, quote, look, 
the Russians did just that. They infiltrated migration, middle-aged military men, you know, go to Ukraine, established residency, and then they were the saboteurs during the invasion. He said he's not suggesting that China will invade the U.S., but if America were to defend Taiwan against a CCP-led attack, who's to say that there isn't the saboteur in that in that line? Uh, he says, continues, his quote, why are we just so willy-nilly about this, continued Green, uh, who is vowing to get to the bottom of it. He plans to direct his committee to hold hearings in the future uh, on the threat of the Chinese infiltrators using the southern border. They're there. I know. I mean, look, I I don't know what else to say. I've said it all about this. I've been saying it for years. People don't listen. You know, I'm just a conspiracy theory guy. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just the foul mouth motivation guy. I'm just the dumbass who has a podcast and doesn't really know what's going on. I saw a comment the other day, big mouth, small brain. Really? Really? <laughs> really? A big mouth, small brain? Okay, well, then you could do a hell of a lot with a small brain in your life because I've done a few things. Yeah, you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, dude, I don't, it is what it is, man. People are going to have to learn the hard way. Yeah. <clears throat> and like, dude, when these people come to your home, you're going to wish you had listened to me. I think that's that. You know, I'm prepared. Silver lining here. It's like, I think what we're like, what we're, and we've said this before, man, but it's like what we're going through this time right now in American history that all of us get to witness is necessary. It's necessary for us as a country to have to go through some hard. If time. we survive. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, dude, we're very, we're very likely. America is very likely to not survive what's going on. Hmm. Very likely. See, that it's, it, it still sounds so foreign to even think that, man. But it, but I know really it's the fucking truth. Wait, you sit in here every day and you still think that sounds foreign? No, what I'm meaning like it, it's such a uh, like like that that phrase that statement, man. Like you know, it's it sucks to believe that that is the truth. Oh, it's definitely surreal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's it's reality. It's the truth, man. And this has come from passivity amongst the American citizens. It's come from the shame that people have been uh, indoctrinated with when it comes to the pride that they should have in this country and being a patriot and being a stand-up, great, high-achieving, high-worth, high-value, high-drive, good American citizen. Like, citizenship, there, 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 there used to be, like, and an unspoken understanding that if you were a citizen of America, you were supposed to contribute to the betterment of culture. And that has long been removed and it's been replaced with I'm free. I'm a citizen. I don't give a shit. And it doesn't matter what I do. I can go be 400 pounds and consume chemical food and take the pharmaceuticals and sit on my ass all day. And you can't say anything about it because I'm a free American. Well, that free American is the American that's costing us everything right now. And in reality, we're a very weak country with very weak individuals and other countries are very strong with very strong individuals and they're coming for our shit and people don't get it. And what do you, who, you think these motherfuckers going down through Walmart on the fucking uh, electric cart eating Cocoa Puffs are going to be the ones to stop these people, bro? Our, our true American soldiers, the ones that went and fought for the last 20 years, are 40 years old to 55 years old right now. What do you think the ages of their military? It ain't that. You understand? They, they're planning to exterminate and take over this country. That's the plan. 
And it may not happen for another three or four or five years, but these people are coming and they're gonna they're coming to take something from you. And that's a real thing. And unless people stand the fuck up and understand that they better start living what it means to be a high-level American right now, because no one's coming to save you. Like you better get in shape. You better take care of your finances. You better get off of the pharmaceuticals. You better get to a point where you're eating the right foods. Your freedom has to be exercised autonomously for it to matter in reality. People don't get that. They think that freedom is something that is granted by a leader. Well, if a leader has to grant you freedom, you're never really free. Freedom has to be taken on an individual basis through how we live. This is why I say personal excellence is the ultimate rebellion. If they want you fat, you must be fit. If they want you sick, you must be healthy. If they want you angry, you can't be angry at your neighbor. If they want you to hate, you can't hate. If they want you to be dependent, you have to be independent. We have to rise to the standard of what we want this country to be as individuals or it will cease to exist. And this is the reality of the situation. People are still not understanding that freedom is autonomous and it is only granted to us when we actually step up as individuals and live it. That's real shit, man. Guys, let us know what you guys think on this conversation. Jump in on the comments, hashtag choo choo, and uh, let us know what you guys think. Um, but with that being said, we have our final segment of the show as always. We have thumbs up or dumb as fuck. That's where we bring a headline in, we talk about it, they get one of those two topics. Are one of those two options. Uh, so that being said, our thumbs up or dumb as fuck headline reads, Good Samaritan pulls Florida man from burning car. Oh, this was pretty cool. There's some good news out of Florida, I guess, because they usually got some really weird shit going on down there. So uh, Yeah, but it's my kind of weird shit. Like, it's my kind of weird bro, shit. That, that, makes, that puts the Midwest to shame. Yeah, but I like doing. it. I like Florida man. Really? Yeah, I'm a Florida man at heart. I like the no state, question. the country, like, you know what I'm saying? The, we, all of us here in Missouri, we're actually Florida men. Nah, see, I, I disagree. No, we are. I disagree with that wholeheartedly, bro. Bro, like, you're a liar. They were asking. I've seen some of the shit you do. What do I do? <laughs> just, I've just seen it. <laughs> I can't talk about it. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> what, what do I do? No, listen, Florida's on a different level, man. Like they are on a different. Well, you're say, so you're saying we're in the minor leagues, they're in the big leagues. No, I, I say we're playing two different games here. Like you know, what so saying? they're like, playing what? What are they playing? We're, we're playing NFL football, and they're playing like like honky ball or some shit down there, bro. I'm <laughs> you, Florida is different. It's just different. I love it, dude. But this is some good news from yeah. Florida. So I thought this was a pretty cool story. Let's dive into it. Florida so, man is my kind of people, bro. <laughs> you know I mean? Like that's like the crazy cousin that comes over during the barbecue and he says, "Hold my beer." Yeah, yeah. See, we and then right before he does some shit where he like breaks his legs and then laughs it off for the rest of the night, and then tomorrow he's like, "I think I really fucked myself up, bro." You still got my beer? That's yes, beer. that's Florida man. <laughs> I love Florida man. Fucking beer. Every family in the Midwest has a Florida man in it. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. You do I, too. Yeah. Well, I was at your wedding, bro. I identified with wait, you. Hold on. This yeah. Is, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a, uh, yeah, so this is a good story, man. So, a good Samaritan's quick actions over the weekend in Florida likely saved the life of a driver who crashed into a consignment store. Uh, see, that's enough, like... They have consignment stores. Like, who the fuck has a con? Like, we have that, don't we? No, we don't have stores that are actually just consignment stores. Like, we got pawn shops and shit. But like, well, isn't that a consignment store? No, it's a little different. Because consignment, you're literally just selling your shit. Right? I think we have consignment stores here. 
Do we have? I'm pretty sure we have them. Search near me. Is there a consignment store? So we got to, okay. Yeah, bro. Look, so this we is, might be this, a little forward. I know we have them here because I see on the internet, it's where all these hippie young kids shop. See, I thought those were just thrift stores. Oh, they do both. Oh. You know, they got to go find the stuff that was like, you know, I'm not even going to get into it. Bro, I, I, I don't know how, I wouldn't want to wear that. Like, I feel like there's a certain, like there's certain things I just would not buy thrifting. You know like what, what? Like, I, I would agree with, like, underwear. Yeah, like, underwear, shoes. Like, bro, I couldn't. Yeah, but, man, some people, some people, that's what they got to do. I get that, but just to do it in the name of, like, being virtual. Well, that's how you know you're, that's, and, well, what, what, what party do these people all vote for to do this <laughs> shit? Okay? The, the, the left, people who vote Democrat are people of high privilege who feel guilty about the way that they were brought up and that they never faced any hardship. So they, they take that they guilt that they feel and that. they try to make themselves poor or they try to make themselves, you know, the hero or virtue leader of the causes that, you know, of the people who, who, who are less fortunate. And that's, that's fine. Like I understand wanting to help people, but the way they do it isn't real. It's like this fake virtuous shit where they don't actually care. It's more about, look at me. I'm one of them when you're really not. No. No, you're choosing. You know, yeah, they're they're, tweet, they're tweeting yeah. these these they're, they're tweeting these bullshit, out of touch, idealistic, progressive type positions from their parents' McMansion's basement. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> from the rich. from the the rich suburbs of Chicago. Right. Like right. this is what we're dealing with. These people don't really believe any of this shit. This is why whenever you know, like that de that Democrat congresswoman up in Minnesota, you know, who voted for all the migrant shit, gets her ass beat by some migrants, you know, and then she's on the internet crying. Mm -hmm. It's like you voted for this. This <laughs> is what you wanted. This is what you said. Oh, you thought it was okay for other people to deal with those things, right? right. You know, dude. It's these people are hypocrites, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So so this story in, uh, in Florida, uh, a drunk driver lost control of his SUV, hit a telephone pole and then slammed into the second time around consignment boutique in Seminole around 3.30 a.m. Sunday. Uh, Florida Highway Patrol told Fox 13 Tampa Bay. Here is the video of the rescue trapped in his burning car with seconds to spare. Fortunately, a good Samaritan stopped to help, and the daring rescue was caught on camera. Well, tonight that man is telling Fox 13 about how that situation unfolded. That guy's like, "Where's it my beer?" It happened the second time around consignment <laughs> store in Seminole, and that guy's a real Florida man. Yes. Tonight. Wow, Aaron, I've seen this video. Tell us about it. Yeah, it is absolutely incredible, Linda. And that SUV uh, lost control. The driver lost control of his SUV. He hit a telephone pole and then careened into this consignment shop here. Now, this happened at about 3.30 in the morning, and that driver is fortunate that a good Samaritan was passing by and pulled over to help. Hurry, get out, get out, get out. Time was running out. Maybe 20, 30 seconds. Um, right here. The whole car Where's was my engulfed. In. It's over there. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> but it had been, like, even 30 seconds too late, you know, he would have been in those flames. And trapped. Instead, Travis DuPont stopped to help. Florida Highway Patrol says the driver was drunk and crashed into the second time around consignment store in Seminole early Sunday morning. Parked my car, ran right into the driver's window, saw this man unconscious. Travis reached in, unbuckled the driver's seatbelt and helped free his legs before pulling him out and rushing him to safety. I just knew I had to act fast, especially when I heard the car was on fire. 
Anybody got a fire extinguisher? Stephanie Turo recorded the heart-stopping rescue. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing. <laughs> Photos taken Sunday show what the damage looked like inside the store. Two days later, it had flown in. Bro, why would they? What? Why would they interview her? <laughs> well, she was an eyewitness, man. Why you gotta judge people on how they look? <laughs> no, fuck that. We know who the real bigot here no, is. Fuck that. It ain't Andy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> Bro, she she got she weird and she stole that shit from a consignment <laughs> store. <laughs> She's like, yeah, you get him. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I didn't watch this whole video all the way through. I stopped it. Like, I didn't know this was coming on here, man. Why would they do this? I'm not even laughing. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you? What is that? What is okay? Oh fuck! Come on, man. Oh, come, we, on, come on, man. Why would? Oh, listen. Why you gotta make fun of people? Listen, not everybody should be on TV. <laughs> Thumbs up, man. What yeah, we... <laughs> this is great. I, I love this. You know, this clearly white supremacist guy <laughs> saves a black man from the you know car. Like, you know, like dude, it's just a good dude doing what you should do. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a great thing, and uh, you know, <clears throat> this just brings into my conversation. Uh, we talked about earlier about the the stringency of the law, right? Dude, if everybody knew, and by the way, I'm just saying this, like I've driven drunk plenty of times. Back when I was a drinker, I was a fucking res irresponsible drinker, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's I when I like when I said I look back at five years ago, ten years ago, and think of how I behaved, like that's part of it. I'm like, bro, I was a piece of shit. Yeah. And I did a lot of irresponsible things. And luckily no one ever got hurt. Luckily, nothing ever happened. But this is why I don't judge people that have these things in their past because like I was just lucky that that never happened to me. But here's the reality. I grew up, I changed, and now I realize something that, you know, we could fix this problem very simply, very simply. If you made the, the law that said if you drive drunk, you're automatically going to jail for a year, no matter what. No questions asked. No matter what. No matter if it's point zero two. No matter what, if you drink a beer and you get in your car, you go to fucking jail for a year. Do you know how many people would drive drunk? Mm. Fucking zero. Period. They wouldn't do it. They wouldn't do it. Yeah. It's got, yeah, that, that's real shit, man. People would call an Uber or they would call cabs. It would actually provide jobs. But see, the law never gets written into effect because the people who make the money off of these cases, the multiple DWIs, the accidents, the lawsuits, they don't want to cut their own income stream off. So for us to ever get a, a, a responsible, morally correct society that runs smooth, we have to remove the influence of the people who profit from these crimes from making the laws. You understand? Yeah. No one talks about this. No, that's real shit. Thumbs up on this. Yeah, it was amazing. 100%, man. Guys, Andy, that's all I got. All right, guys, that's the show. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a pole, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold.
missile, no headshot, case closed.